Welcome to the Autumn Miles Show with your host, Autumn Miles. Autumn is an author, speaker, wife, and mother. She's the founder and CEO of the Blush Network and the author of Appointed. Autumn's vision is to engage our culture with the bold truth of God coupled with raw faith. Now here's your host, Autumn Miles. Hey, this is Autumn with the Autumn Miles Show. How are you guys doing out there today? You know what? I love you guys, and so does my team. Uh, yesterday, we we ran part one of Out of Order, a message that I did about Thanksgiving and how I really believe there is a different order of Thanksgiving that we need to be aware of uh, that is displayed in scripture. Today, we're going to run part two. It is, it's powerful. It is, um, it's something that I know that if you integrate this principle into your life, God's going to do some amazing stuff. Hey, you know, we want you to follow us over on social media. I want to hear from you. I mean, some people don't like people to talk to them. I do. I'm a big, huge, huge people person. Um, and, and you guys really take advantage of that. You let us know what you like. Um, most of the time, sometimes what you don't like, and we're totally fine with that as well. You can find us on Facebook at autumn miles. You can also find me over on Instagram autumn miles. And I was just chastised for not using Twitter not long ago. So you can find me over there. I don't check it very often, but, um, but I am, I am low located on Twitter as well as Autumn Miles. I also want to tell you, you know, the whole reason that we're on the show today is um, bold truth and raw faith. Um, this is something that God has really dropped in my spirit years and years ago. We have must, we must be bold about the truth of God's word. You know, it is the thing that is, um, has been secure for centuries. It is the thing that has guided my life in the darkest times and the best times. We must be bold about proclaiming the truth in it because there is life in the pages of God's word and also raw faith. You know, as I've traveled and been in church my whole life and ministry my whole life. Um, I've seen a lot of package faith, a lot of people saying, Hey, I'm stepping out in faith when really they're not, they're controlling the entire situation. I, I really feel a call to you out there and to me to step out in some raw faith like Moses did, like Abraham did. Um, you know, I want you guys to experience all God has for you. I hope you enjoy part two of out of order. Are you not? Did you not? Will you not? Are you not God? Did you not? Will you not? And as I was studying this passage of scripture, I I was very overcome with the fact that these questions were not for God. These questions were not for God to answer. These questions really weren't for God uh, to, to be challenged, to help them out. These questions were for the nation of, of Judah and King Jehoshaphat to remind themselves that God did, that God will, and that God is. Sometimes when we're faced with this huge battle or something that's come against us that is overwhelming, maybe it's a medical report um, that you've gotten that you just cannot see um, any hope in it. You know, sometimes we need to sit down, we need to bring our whole assembly together, and we need to start telling God who he is. Are you not God, ruler of all? 
who is the great healer. Did you not heal my friend not several years ago? Will you not work on my behalf? Are you not? Will you not? Did you not? Um, are questions that when you pray those things, it will remind you who God is, what he has done, and what he will do for you on your behalf. Sometimes just praying God's word back to him will remind you who he is to you. I love this at the, uh, in verse 13, all Judah was standing before the Lord with their infants, their wives and their children. You know, this shows a very vulnerable side. I mean, I have two, three year olds and then I have a 12 year old and a nine year old. And if I was to come into the middle of Dallas with all of my family, it would be a very vulnerable moment. I can just imagine, you know, the newborns that the mamas are carrying to come to the midst of the assembly simply to pray because they are terrified that they will be overcome. Just get a mental picture here of what is actually happening in this scene. The vulnerability of the people, the humility of the people to seek God, not just the men coming forward, not just the women coming forward, but the babies and toddlers and elementary school kids and middle school kids and high school kids in college as well. The humility, not the pride of, oh, we've got this. We are Judah. No, 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 no. The humility of God. We don't got this without you. We must have you. We must get to a state believer that we we look at our circumstances and we stop trying to control and we stop trying to um, make people think like we have it all together. We simply stand there vulnerable, stripped of all of our titles, stripped of all of our possessions. And we are saying we don't got this, God, except for you. It's pride that says I can do it without the Lord. It is pride that preaches when we believe that we can control and when we can be victorious over an overwhelming situation um, without God. That is pride. There has not been one battle that God has not worked on my behalf when I have said, I don't got this God, but you have it. And maybe that's where you are today. I don't got this God. I, I, I've tried. I have tried to ha- I've done everything that I know how to do. And I am simply sitting here vulnerable before you. I don't have it, God. But you will. And something about this humility moved the Lord. They got their intention in order. They got their thoughts in order. Yes, God will. Are you not? Did you not? Will you not? They were vulnerable before the Lord, but they were stable. They were probably the most stable that they've ever been in 
their humility. Uh, Second Chronicles goes on to say this. Uh, hopefully you can see why I'm obsessed with this passage of scripture. Then in the midst, I want to, I want to stop right here for a second. Then in the midst of the assembly, then in the midst of the assembly, the spirit of God came upon Jaziel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benaniah, the son of Jael. The son, you know, I should get a, a literal medal for reading all of these names to you. A bunch of sons. Um, uh, but, but the most important one was Jaziel. In the midst of the assembly, the Spirit of God came upon. In the midst of the assembly, in the midst of the assembly, we are, we are not playing this back for you. I want you to get this. In the midst of the assembly, in the midst of you, the Spirit of God woke up. The spirit of God started to reveal himself. The spirit of God, um, uh, uh, the, the Bible puts it like this. And then the Lord awoke like a warrior who was drunk on wine. That's what the Bible tells us that God will do on our behalf. And then in the midst of the assembly, the spirit of God came upon Jaziel. <clears throat> I don't know where you are today. But if you sit there in humility and you face that report that has come against you and you face it with humility, knowing that you can't, but God can, the spirit of God is sitting believer right in the midst of you ready to move on your behalf. If you will be humble enough to understand and accept his help, the spirit of God in the midst came upon Jaziel. And this is what he says. He says, uh, listen, all Judah and inhabitants of Jerusalem and King Jehoshaphat, thus says the Lord, don't be dismayed because of this great multitude for the battle is not yours, but God's tomorrow go down against them. They will come up by the ascent of Ziz and you'll find them. You don't need to fight in this battle. Station yourselves. Stand and see the salvation of the Lord on your behalf. Don't fear. Don't be dismayed. Tomorrow, go out to face them, for the Lord is with you. Now, this is what he did not say. When the Spirit of God awoke and came upon Jaziel, I'm going to do it for you. You don't have to do anything. Now, the text says he will fight the battle for him. But there's one important thing that the text actually says. It says, um, go down and face them. Go down and face them. And then it says, you're going to find your enemy um, by the ascent of Ziz. I I'm going to even, I, I am so good. That I'm actually going to show you where to find the evil that has come up against you. So you can see how I'm going to defeat them on your behalf. He did not say hide in your house. He did not say don't answer the phone. He did not say don't go to that court hearing. That's not what he said. He said tomorrow when you go out to face them, you've got to face and confront the things that are coming against you so that God in those moments where you are facing them and not faltering to your fear can move in and can do something that only his glory can claim credit from. You must face. 
We have got ourselves in a lot of trouble because we have not faced things that have come against us. And you probably lost the battle. When we face, God does something with our boldness and humility that literally we will be talking about for generations to come. You must face and confront. You got to go to that doctor's appointment. You got to go to that court hearing. You got to go. But when you go, understand that the spirit of God has moved inside of you and he will do something in your days that will blow your mind when you confront it with the power of the Lord. This is what happens. Jehoshaphat bowed his head right after he got this word from Jezeel and his face to the ground. And all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell down before the Lord, worshiping him. The Levites from the sons of the Korathites and the sons of the Korathites stood up to praise the Lord God of Israel with a very loud voice. I'm going to continue reading here. They rose early in the morning and this is what they did. They did 100% go out to face the army and uh, King Jehoshaphat brought them together. I'm paraphrasing here. He brought them together um, to say, listen, if you listen to the Lord, we are going to succeed. He told us we were going to succeed. And when he consulted with them, he appointed those who sang to the Lord and praised them in holy attire. Verse 21 says this, and they said, give thanks to the Lord for his loving kindness is everlasting. Now I want to um, go back to this, the title of the message out of order, out of order. As I was reading this and I, 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 you know, I've gone through the, the points that when you're faced with something big, you've got to get your attention in order, your thoughts in order. You've got to understand that God is with you and he does fight battles on our behalf. But right after Jazeel spoke up and gave him the word of the Lord, listen, you're going to have to go out and face him, but you're not going to have to fight. Right after that, what does Jehoshaphat do? He bows down and he praises the Lord. And so does the entire assembly. And the next day they go out. Now, now, now bear in mind here, they have not seen the manifestation of the word, but they have gone out and they're, they're, they're ready to fight. But, but God has said, I want you to go face. And when they go out to face them, as they are walking out to face them, they start singing Thanksgiving to the Lord. Lord, which blew my mind. They hadn't seen what God had said he was going to do, but they did have his word. And in that instance, they thanked God for the word that he gave them, not the manifestation of the word. When I looked at, at, um, at verse 21, Uh, I'm sorry, verse 22 in the scripture, Thanksgiving, that same word Thanksgiving is yada. That's the Hebrew word. Y-A-D-A, yada is the, is the Hebrew word. And if you cross reference that, you know, I'm, I'm, I I don't want to lose you here, but I'm kind of a Bible nerd when it comes to the original language and cross references and stuff like that. I feel like you have to, you have to be, if you really want to know what the text said. But when I cross reference, um, that word yada, it 
took me to, if you're a good Baptist, and I know we got a lot of, lot of good Baptists listening, it took me to this, Psalm 100, which is the psalm that every good Baptist re- recites every Thanksgiving. And it says this, enter into his courts with Thanksgiving. And enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name for the Lord is good. His loving kindness is everlasting and his faithfulness is to all generations. So as they were walking out before God had actually did what he said he was going to do, they were singing yada, yada, yada. We praise you because we praise you for your word. We don't praise you for the manifestation of it. We praise you for what we know that you will do and what you've told us you will do not the manifestation of it if you said it it is so so we will yada praise you for your word not what you will do their thanksgiving was in a different order than ours is they praised him before they didn't praise him after yet Now, of course, we still praise after, and you'll see that they did. But there's something so powerful about praising before. I feel like God's word has been one of the most disrespected things of all generations of all time. Do you understand That if God has given you a promise, a specific one, not a cherry pick promise that you open your Bible and you whatever, a specific word about your health, about your marriage, about your finances, about your children, about whatever ails you, whatever report is coming against you in this moment. When God has given you a word from his word and his spirit, it is done. And Judah got that. And so when they, when Jehoshaphat bowed his body and, and, and thanked the Lord, and when all of the assembly were going out to face, they were praising him because they knew it was as good as done. No fear. See how bold they were? When they got their uh, thoughts in order and their attention in order, they were able to get their praise in order. Some of you guys, God has given you a word. Listen, I'm going to heal you. I'm going to heal your marriage. I'm going to bring him back. I'm going to whatever. Um, and you, you, you doubt it. And you, you, you let fear creep in and you let fear dictate your thought processes. I want you to stop that today. And if God has said, listen, I'm going to do this on your behalf based on his word and of his spirit. I want you to start praising him. Yada is the Hebrew word. Look it up. Y-A-D-A. Yada. Thank you, Lord. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and enter his courts with praise. My husband and I don't have very much time left, but my husband and I, um, put this into practice. You know, it's, I, 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 I do these messages and I, I, you know, I do what I do because I've lived it. This is not something that is for someone else. You guys, this is me. Um, th- I have lived these things multiple, multiple times, um, several years ago. And there was, um, we're talking a lot of years ago, almost 10 years ago, my husband and I were faced with a very horrific battle, a court battle. 
We were not looking for it. We did not want it. We were very, very young. Um, my husband was 25. I was 28 at the time. Um, we we were not. We don't. We didn't want it. <laughs> we didn't like it. It was horrific. But a group of people came um, against us and said, you know, we're going to take them to court. You know, not not going into great detail. And we were terrified. My husband and I were terrified. We were hurt. We were terrified. We didn't know what to do, but we turned our attention to seek the Lord. And I remember it was, I think it was Valentine's Day because my husband was out of town for Valentine's Day one year. And um, <clears throat> I remember laying on my bed and I had a newborn baby, super newborn. Jude, I think he was, I don't know, maybe five months old. He was, he was newborn. My daughter was three at the time. Um, I was laying on my bed and I was just like pray. I got my gangster prayer sweatshirt on today. I was praying like a gangster. If you don't like that term, sorry, but that's the only one I got. Very seriously praying, Lord, you have got to move on our behalf. I was reminding myself of, um, of what God says that he will do. Have you not? Will you not? Did you not? Are you not? Did you not? Will you not? I kept, I was laying on my bed, literally screaming out to him. Are you not God? Did you not? Will you not? And I was, I was, I was going through, listen, God, you are who you say that you are. I know that you can operate on our behalf. I know what you are capable of and you've got to do it on my behalf. And I looked down and God gave me Psalm 37. Now in that Psalm, it says, it says a lot of different things that minister to my soul at that time has become one of my life Psalms. I go to it very regularly for God to confirm promises to me and for God to confirm the path that, that my family is on and that I'm on. I've gone to it multiple times, but that night, the specific wording of that Psalm was exactly what my soul was screaming out for from the Lord. And I remember writing it down. I actually have my Bible in front of me. I could go to that passage of scripture and I marked it, dated it, highlighted. This is my promise. Now, was the court battle still coming against us? Absolutely. Yes, it does. Um, did our did our attorney say there's probably not a way that you're going to win? Yes, he said that. It was a really discouraging day. But my husband and I um, stood after that Valentine's Day that year on Psalm 37. Are you not? Did you not? Will you not? Are you not? Did you not? Will you not? And that was in February. In July, we faced the court. And I remember my husband going up and I was super nervous because he was standing up there and, and we didn't break the law or anything. It wasn't that kind of a court. Like it, it wasn't anything like that. Um, we, we didn't break the law, but, but it was something that would greatly affect our family. My husband went up before the court and he said um, that my, our attorney stated his name and they stated the opposition and um, <clears throat> the judge looked down at the piece of paper and he looked at the opposition and I will never forget this. He said, I see you're here, Eddie, but who are you? The attorney of the opposition filed the wrong paperwork. So the judge didn't even see them as there. 
We immediately won the court battle on a technicality. When I got that word from Psalm 37, I started praising him for the victory that I knew was coming. We didn't see it until July, but yada, it came. Thank you, Lord. It came. I praised him for the word, not the manifestation of it. And the manifestation 100% did come. When the Israelites went out to face them, they went out to face them. And what they found was when they went out with Thanksgiving, the sons of Ammon rose up against each other and they destroyed each other completely. Judah wasn't even there. God set an ambush, so the opposition killed each other. 24, when Judah came to the lookout of the wilderness, they looked towards the multitude, and behold, there were corpses lying on the ground, and no one had escaped. Jehoshaphat said to his people, come take their spoil. They found much among them, including goods, garments, and valuable things. They praised him before. They praised him before. And what happened? God said an ambush that that the evil conspiracy that was against them was disabled, disarmed, destroyed, and dead. I'm telling you, when we get our Thanksgiving in order, there will be such a cry of victory. Like I said before, when we praise him for his word, not the manifestation of it. Um, um, first, when we get our Thanksgiving in order, you will see miracles on your behalf like I did, like the nation of Judah did. Change the order of your Thanksgiving and watch what God will do. Yada is the word of the last two days. Thank you guys for listening. Love you so much. Catch me tomorrow right back here on the Autumn Miles Show. Thanks so much for listening today. The Autumn Miles program is listener supported and your donation to keep it on the air is appreciated. To make a donation, visit autumnmiles.com. And with a $100 donation or more, you'll receive an autographed copy of Autumn's book, Appointed, Your Future Starts Now. Join us next time for the Autumn Miles Show on The Word. 100.7 FM.